Bold by Peter Diamandis and Stephen Kotler. One sentence summary. Bold shows you that exponential technology has democratized the power to change the world and build wealth by putting it into everyone's hands and explains which trends entrepreneurs will most benefit from in the future, how to capitalize on them, and which challenges are really bold enough to impact us all. My favorite quote from the authors is, Right now, and for the first time ever, a passionate and committed individual has access to the technology, minds, and capital required to take on any challenge. By Peter Diamandis and Stephen Kotler. This book covers three aspects. What exponential technology is, and why it's changing the way we build businesses, what the psychology behind some of our time's most brilliant minds is, and how you, your mom, or even your dog, okay, maybe not your dog, can harness the power of these exponential technologies. Written by Peter Diamandis and Stephen Kotler, this book has received lots of critical acclaim and is considered one of the best business books around right now. Here are three lessons from the first part. 1. The power to change the world is in your hands, right now. 2. Exponential technologies have the highest impact business opportunities. 3. Use the skunk methodology to build your business fast. Ready to create something life-changing? Well then let's go. Bold. Lesson 1. The power to change the world is in your hands right now. This answers the question, how much power, how much potential to create new businesses and opportunities do we really have right now? Have you ever heard of Moore's Law? Gordon Moore was the founder of Intel, and he discovered that computational power seemed to double every 12 months since by then his company was usually able to place twice as many transistors on a chip of the same size. As it turns out, this exponential transgression has proven itself true over the years, which has led to exponential growth in technology. For example, the smartphone you're holding in your hand right now, or carrying in your pocket, is a million times cheaper than a supercomputer from 1970, but it's also 1000 times more powerful. When technology becomes digital, its potential growth can then be almost infinite, which has democratized the power to change the world. Thanks to the internet and universally available technology, you have the power to build something that might change the world. Right here, right now. Heck, you could do it from your couch. And in case you need funding, Kickstarter's got you covered. Bold. Lesson 2. The businesses with the highest impact on the world will rely on exponential technology. This answers the question, what do you need to create to make a billion dollar business? The reason I mentioned funding is that while some great businesses have been built with a single domain and some server space, the ones with the highest impact in the future will require investments in technology. Two areas with huge impact and billions of potential dollars in profit Kotler and Diamandis have identified are artificial intelligence and sensor technology. AI will play a huge role in our lives in the coming decades. Siri is just the beginning. Imagine being able to have an actual conversation with your phone, where it not only responds to logical requests, but can also catch the slight nuances in your voice's tonality and adds an emotional twist to its answers, and even make jokes. If you want to get an idea of what will be possible in this field, some great movies to watch are Her, iRobot, and the Iron Man trilogy. When you hear the word sensor, you probably think of military technology or the beeping gates at the doors of a fashion store. But we're long past that. Right now, sensors in glasses can track how much you drink over a month. 
let your plants tweet at you when they need water, and track your steps, heartbeat, stress level and sleep. If you removed all sensors from all iPhones worldwide and let them out on the ground, you could cover half of Manhattan right now. Three years ago it was just one-sixth of it, and in two to three years it'll be the entire island. The reason these technologies will be among the most successful is that they can be scaled exponentially. For example, because their manufacturing costs are cut in half from one year to the next, making them available to the entire population really quickly. Speaking of fast. Bold. Lesson 3. You can use the skunk methodology to build your business quickly. This answers the question, what is a great mode of operation for startups? Ever heard the term skunk works? Originally taken from a comic strip, the name was given to a small group of engineers in 1943 who were tasked with developing a fighter jet that could stand against the then-advanced German aircraft technology. Skunk Works built the first US jet fighter in 143 days. The methodology they used let them act incredibly fast and it's still used today, and has led to some of the world's most advanced jet fighter planes, like the Nighthawk or the Raptor. How did they do it? There are three characteristic features of any Skunk Works operation. One, it has one single clearly defined goal. Two, it is not weighed down by any bureaucracy whatsoever. Three, its team can work in an isolated, focused environment without distractions. Skunk Works built that fighter jet on nothing more than a handshake, all the financial and legal autonomy they needed, and in a quiet little workshop, which allowed them to stay in the flow state as long as they needed to. If you have an idea that you think is groundbreaking, don't be afraid to create such a Skunk Works environment for yourself, and within a few weeks or months, you'll know whether the idea holds up in the real world instead of wasting years of dabbling with it, but never really making any progress. My personal takeaways from Bolt for 2017. Okay, I have several additional points I want to hit here. I'm not quite sure of the order. Maybe start with this because it's the most general. First of all, this is a very informative book for most people, but very few people will need it as a business book, right? Because not very not a lot of people have the chops and the and the capabilities and and iq and eq skills to build a billion dollar business right so i'll say that out of the gate as a business book this targets a very small group of people because tackling things like ai or or sensors as the ceo of a company that will eventually impact the lives of millions or billions of people um, is something reserved for very few and I don't consider myself such a person. That said, um, if you like these topics and you could see yourself working in one of them, this is a great book to learn more about those topics. Um, to, to highlight the difference, a fun little analogy. So um, it's very hard to distinguish between a millionaire and a billionaire, right? Because we both know, we know they're both super rich. For most people, it's like, okay, one is on the next level. Yeah, but how much is that even, right? Here's, here's how big the difference between a millionaire and a billionaire actually is, okay? If you, right now, if you make a cut right now and you go back one million seconds, right? You turn the clock back one million seconds, where do you end up? 12 days ago, right? So not even two weeks ago. Okay, if you go back in time one billion seconds, okay? Not one million, but one billion seconds from right now, where do you end up? 30 years ago, right? 12 days, 30 years. 
That's the difference between a million and a billion, okay? That's insane. That's absolutely insane. I think that's one of the best ways to, to visualize the difference, how stark the difference is. So when Peter Diamandis and Stephen Kotler talk about billion-dollar industries, billion-dollar ideas, and billions of people impacted, they're talking about the 30-year thing, right? Not the 12-day thing, okay? So millionaire, billionaire, not even in the same league, not even remotely. And the same with these ideas. Um, the power to change the world is in your hands. Uh, Seth Godin, I think, was it has a nice uh, analogy about that. Basically, 100 years ago, you needed to own the means of production to be successful, right, in business. So the means of production would mean you own the factory, you own the land, you or you own the land, you built the factory, you own the capital to build the factory, you own the capital to run the factory, um, to hire the workers to work in the factory, and then you produce the output and sell it and you make the money. Now, everyone owns the means of production because the means of production, the factory, is our laptops, okay? So that's our factory. So for at least for most things or for a lot of things. Um, and even if you go outside of online, the online world, talking about things like sensors, these things become so cheap so fast because the cost is declining because of this exponential improvement that like you can buy sensors for a cent, or five cents or something like that, especially if you buy them at scale. So technology won't be the limiting factor. It won't be the problem. You won't need a lot of capital or um, a lot of land, right, or other super expensive things. The means of production have become very, very cheap. And uh, most of us own some form of means of production. Uh, and that's why we have much more power than we think to change the world and to do stuff, even from the comfort of our home. Um, Obviously, there are more trends uh, than AI and sensor technology in the book. I just took out two to highlight um, because I wanted to focus. Um, in terms of AI and this conversation with your phone, I think Her is a great movie. It's from 2013, I think. It's about this exact thing where basically someone falls in love with his computer or something like that or goes on a date with his sort of Siri. Um, and that's very cool. That's uh, It's slightly disturbing, slightly frightening, but also very cool to see what's going to be possible. Um, and this is going to be here a lot faster than you and I think, I think. Um, and about the Skunk Works methodology, so if you have a startup, want to build a startup, thinking about doing a team uh, startup thing, Skunk Works is the way to go, I think. The, I mean, that's part of the definition of startup, I guess, like, very focused, uh, small team, very few constraints, um, isolated, and so on, but deliberately creating this environment, and you can even do that for yourself, right? So if you had a very clearly defined goal, it's like mine is like make money online without selling any physical products or making big investments, so I only can use my brain and my laptop and an internet connection. So that's a very focused goal, right? You could set a, I could set an income goal or something, and then say, I'm not going to weigh myself down by any bureaucracy. There's no rules other than that. So I can try anything, right? So I could try writing, podcasting, blah, blah, whatever, you know, like I can come up with. Uh, and do that for, say, a year or so without any constraints. Um, and then uh, retreat in this isolated, focused environment. I can do that from home technically, right? So if I were to rent a one-bedroom apartment uh, with an internet connection, stock up on food, um and lock myself in there or go to a remote retreat somewhere where none of my friends are there you have it i would have a super environment to do a very focused work sprint of like three months or something and i would be so much further along than 
thinking about it here and there and putting in our here and da, da, da. So I think the Skunkworks idea is very um, powerful. Um, and I think that's uh, that's it for now. So keep in mind the, the, the million billion difference. Um, that's really important, I think, because you can make a small change for a lot of people and do still uh, do a lot of good still, right? Like writing is not gonna make me a billionaire, most likely. There's only one billionaire writer in the history of the world, J.K. Rowling. Um, but it can have an impact on a lot of people, even if it's much smaller on a much smaller scale than what these guys are talking about. But I'm happy with that. And I think knowing that is a lesson that is also very important and very valuable to learn. And if that's the best you get out of this book, you've got, you've done nothing wrong. You've done it all right. Okay. Hope this was insightful. Hope you enjoyed. See you on the next summary.